It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to another edition of They Came to Play. This is the AFL podcast where Danny McGinley and I complain about the fate of our <laughs> respective teams and you are good enough to listen and we do appreciate it. Hello, Danny. Hello. We're in fifth spot, mate. Two and zip. No no time for losers. Yeah. Like you, Eastern Suburban, with all your premierships and your young list. <laughs> what a comeback win it was from the Bulldogs. Oh, too. man, it was awesome. It was, yeah, like uh, we would uh, two goals down at three-quarter time and then the Eagles got the first goal and I was like, all right, honourable loss here. Nothing wrong with the Eagles and mm. then, bah. So you wrote your team off. Well, hang on. Before we start discussing yeah, you writing your team off, let's bring in our very special guest, uh, much-loved comedian and uh, North Melbourne fan. Speaking of we'll, a man who writes his team off every week. Uh. We'll, we'll, we'll let him tell us what sort of a North Melbourne. Some people say long-suffering. Maybe you're not. Uh, Josh Earl, hello. Hello, yes. I've been going 30, 33 years now. I've been supporting North yeah. Melbourne Football Club. I'm 39 years old. So I changed from Carlton. Right. To North Melbourne. So, you know, it's a much of a muchness, really. I would have seen the same amount of premierships. Why did you change? A mate of mine, Tony Shepherd, went for Richmond. And my dad went for Carlton. Right. And I went and he said, no, go for, go for Richmond. You should go for Richmond. Yeah. Tony. And so I went home after grade one and said to dad, I go for, I go for Richmond now. And dad's like, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> and then that night in the Anzac Cup, Richmond played North Melbourne. North Melbourne absolutely, like, pumped them. And Dad said, that's your team getting beat. And I said, no, I'll go for the other ones. <laughs> and Dad was like, that's it. No more changes. You're North Melbourne. And then, oh, right. yeah, that was 87. <laughs> He's like a roulette host. So yeah. No more bets. <laughs> <laughs> You're locked in now. So you – that was 1987, which was yeah. also the Battle of Britain, which was between North <laughs> Melbourne and Carlton. Oh, good. Point so of punditry. You uh, could have waited for that game to make your decision to see Alistair oh, Clarkson. I love fights, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, where um, John Kennedy Sr. was coaching North Melbourne in that game and the uh, Robert Walls was the Carlton coach. Robert Walls, you know those big walkie-talkies they used to use back yeah. then? Robert Walls threw one of those walkie-talkies at John Kennedy Sr. Oh. For like full pelt and John Kennedy Sr. had his back turned. He didn't know it was coming and it missed him and... To this day, people who were there say it quite possibly could have killed him if it had hit him in the back of the head. He threw it that Man. hard at him. <laughs> was that at the Oval? Yeah, That's it was the, at the Oval. I've been to the Oval to a, for a by sheer. I swear this is coincidence, but mm. when I was going around the world on my honeymoon, we were in London for one weekend, and then we booked it all in, had the hotels, and then the AFL announced that that was the weekend that the Bulldogs <laughs> were going to play Port Adelaide. At the Oval. I was just oh. like, babe, I swear I didn't know, but we're going. <laughs> and did you go? Yeah, hell yeah, we went. They ran mm. out of beer at three-quarter time. Yeah, of course. And dogs were killing them. We were like 10 goals up and we lost. Yeah. And it was one of the biggest laughs I've ever got at the footy when uh, Port kicked the goal to go ahead with five minutes to go, just screaming out, you've ruined my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> back to 87. Could you imagine if they had social media back then? Oh. What they could have been talking about with that team, with both those teams. Oh, my God. Well, um, uh, Jimmy Buckley had, was a guest on the Beep Test, the show we used to do on, um, on uh, Fox Footy. 
And he said he went out the night before with a bunch of the Carlton players, said he got home at, I think, seven in the morning before the game. <laughs> yeah. Because Carlton had won the flag. They didn't care. Yeah. But for North Melbourne, they wanted to stamp their authority on the competition and beat the Premier. Yeah, so North were taking it kind of seriously. But those – Jimmy Buckley said at one point he was punching Alistair Clarkson in the head and got tired and had to pass <laughs> him to another Carlton player. <laughs> <laughs> so he could keep punching him in the head. God, he just lived out my my dream. Yeah. <laughs> really wanted to punch Clarko in the head. <laughs> yeah, a uh, a crazy time. And Josh, how did you go as a former Carlton fan and North Melbourne fan on the 1999 Grand Final? Oh, so mm. I I don't remember the 99 Grand Final. I was 18. So it was the first year I was illegally allowed to oh, drink. Right. Limo, you are in for a treat. Josh and I, oh, Josh right. shared this story with me on, uh, I believe it was one of your Patreon episodes of yes. uh, Don't You Know Who I Am. But listeners, Limo, pull oh, up your pipe. Please. Here yeah, we go. Let's have so it. So at the time I was working at a hardware store. Yeah. And I was also doing, I was at uni doing a performing arts degree. So I didn't really fit into the hardware store. And so I had to try and prove <laughs> myself. So they told me, this was on the Friday before the grand final. They said, hey, just move that shelf to the other side of the wall. That's all you do. And I thought I could do it without taking anything off it and do it really quick. And I couldn't. And I tore my sciatica. Um, right. Yeah, which is yeah, the muscles on your side. Also, I'd been sleeping at my girlfriend's house for four days in a row and had no fresh undies. So as a joke, she said, just wear a pair of mine. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a perfect storm. <laughs> so my boss found me crumpled over. He heard me and I crumpled over. He goes, mate, I've got, to take you to, I've got to take you to the doctor, okay? And so he carried me to his car, drove me to the doctor, and he's a good, really good guy. And then he, I said, you can just leave me here. I'm fine. He goes, mate, I'm going to... You're my worker. I'm going to make sure you're right. So he carried me in like officer in a gentleman style into the doctor's <laughs> surgery. And then yeah. he put me on the bed and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, the doctor said, all right, just, uh, just take your pants down a bit so I can just <laughs> Hang on. And you're see. sorry, your boss is with you? My boss is in the room with in me. In the room. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. my dad got me the job and he was my dad's mate as well. So oh, my dad yes. worked for the same company. So it was yes, that kind of thing. Sure. So he was like, I've got to look after Josh. So there's an extra layer of responsibility he was feeling. So I yeah. uh, was like, oh, all right. And so I undo the pants and drop my dax and i dropped my pants and then i've never seen two adult men look away quicker they go, oh, yeah. and he's just like touching i go yeah you're fine you just you've torn a muscle i reckon torn a muscle and just gave me some sarah packs and said there you go just you know these are pretty these are gonna knock you out and these, you're not gonna feel anything don't drink on them okay don't drink and i'm like yeah i'm 18 i'm not listening to that and yeah. this is great because I'm, I'm poor and, and I, I can't afford alcohol, so this would be great. I'll take these, I'll have a couple of drinks, and then I'll be fine. So, so what, you, what, what you saw was a shortcut to fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so Didn't I'll, you even say to the doctor, though, hey, hey, I'm a North Melbourne supporter. My team's in the grand <laughs> final for possibly the last time ever. <laughs> hey, did I, you so, – and what did – so they turned away because when they saw your underwear, yeah. did you try and explain it or did I you did. just leave it? I just left it. Okay. I thought, I'll, I'll let them bring it up. And <laughs> I knew they wouldn't. They're, yeah. they're men of a certain age. They're not going to bring it up. Uh, so then the next day, my flatmate at the time was a Carlton supporter as well. And so it was a big day in our house. Like we were both obsessed with football. Yeah. And the other flatmate was a Hawthorne supporter. And it was 99. So sure. uh, it was, he yeah, had yeah. a few. Shane Crawford, Brownlow. Yeah. Crawford, Quite Brownlow. Like yeah. So uh, we bought Guinness. We were drinking Guinness for some reason. Right. I don't know why. That is And yeah. I don't remember a single minute of the game. I do remember at halftime, I was on the road in the front of our house. <laughs> trying to kick a football, couldn't stand up and had to be taken into bed. I didn't watch the grand final until like November when they released the 
the VHS tape of the grand final. Great. And I couldn't, because my flatmate who went for Carlton, he's like, you're not watching that when I'm in the room, okay? You have to wait. And we only had the one TV, we were uni students, so I had to wait for him to leave the house to actually sit down and watch a grand final that I'd read all the papers about, I knew the score, still watching it nervous. And then, yeah, it was that's how I watched the 99 grand final. Right. What underwear were you wearing on grand final day? Oh, yeah, it was probably 99, probably some Looney Tunes satin boxer shorts. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Suddenly Cam Mooney oh, not funny. getting a single kick yeah. is not the worst story of the 99 grand final. Do you, have you heard Cam Mooney talk about that on like open mic? Uh, where So at the end of the game, he's had negative DT yeah. points because he didn't get a kick and he had a free against him. He had, had zero possessions. Zero possessions. Mm. And uh, they get down <laughs> onto the field. Pagan's hugging everyone and he looks at Mooney, blanks him and walks off. Oh. And then later on the night, the only thing that Pagan said to him, the whole thing was put his hand on his shoulder and went, hope you learned something from this. <laughs> <laughs> and then they traded him, I think. Yeah, yeah a couple of years straight, later. Did they trade him straight after that? Or was it a couple of years later? I, I can't remember. I think it was a couple of years later. Yeah. 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 And, uh, coaches, are, coaches are brutal. Like the Lee Matthews one, when after they lost the fourth grand oh, final. Oh, I love this story. Do you know this? What, what, so they've what, just lost the, the, the grand final. They could have to Port Adelaide. Oh, this is a Brisbane of Lee. Yeah, yeah. Lost so they've won a three-peak. That was actually the first AFL grand final I ever went to. Ah. Great grand person. final. Really yeah. underrated. It was, oh, it was... And a tough, tough... And I was annoyed at that game because Brisbane had to play their prelim in Melbourne. That's right. Which was this weird yeah. bullshit rule about so many finals have to be at the MCG. If they'd played that prelim, I feel like that tiny bit of extra rest might have helped. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So they, they lose the game. Yeah. The players obviously wanted to win. They're dejected. Yeah. He burst into the change room and then went, you've... You've cost me a legacy. I could have had four in a row and you, like, yeah, yeah. just gives them the almighty spray and they've <laughs> just lost. I'm like, you Jesus, just effed mate. my yeah. chance at history. <laughs> so, you just effed it up bad. It's about me, guys, just yeah. by the way. It's like that great, you would have heard the Justin Lepich story about getting in a lift with Lee Matthews. Oh, yeah, this is a great one. And I think this is after they won the third one in a row. So this is in Melbourne at the, wherever Brisbane were having that. Crown Casino. Was it at Crown? And they got in the lift and Lee was in there. And Justin Leopard says, hey, Lee, what would you be without us, eh? And Lee says, yeah, I guess without you guys, I'd only be the best player ever. <laughs> 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 so, He's um, good. I reckon if Lee Matthews would be the number one coach, you know, and Chris Scott on Friday night just started like staring down Lockie yeah. Neal. Of all the coaches in history who you'd be most afraid of, I reckon Lee Matthews would be in my top three. Number one, probably Choco Williams. Port Adelaide. Oh, yeah. I love Choco. Scary. A Choco, yeah, when Choco got angry, it was terrifying. When Clarko got the job at Hawthorne, that was in 2004. And he got the job, I think it was announced the day after the preliminary finals, weekend. And Choco, Clarko was in Choco's coach's box. Clarko, Choco said, f*** mate, see you later. And Clarko's like, don't you want me to coach the grand final? I said, no, you're the Hawthorne coach now, f*** off. So that was the end of, so Clarko didn't get to sit in the coach's box for the winning Port (laughs) grand final. He was uh, was Gonski. But they're a special breed, coaches. Oh, yeah. They really, if, it, if you're not insane to start with, it's going to make you insane. I do like the flip now that Nathan Buckley's gone back to being like a bad guy. Like there was a few years there where he was the uh, yeah. nice guy. He was like voice of reason for the AFL coaches and stuff like that. And especially the Adam Goods documentary, he was like, yeah, I came away from that one being like, you know, Adam Goods, one an amazing yeah. person. But Nathan Buckley, that's a great guy. I, I think I had him right. And now 
the Collingwood are no longer the flavour of the month. He's turned again on the media, and <laughs> oh, it's yeah. great to see. <laughs> and, and people have turned on him. Yeah, he's lost his his number one supporter is Eddie Maguire, yeah. and Ed's not there anymore. It's like the, in the wrestling when they try and make a bad guy a good guy because the, the fans like him, and it's like, it doesn't doesn't fit well. You got to go back to being the heel, mate. You got to go <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. So he and there's also you know we start the season by sacking coaches. Yeah. And well, Bucks has been near the top of that list. If Collingwood don't make finals, Bucks is gone. Yeah. And he'd be feeling that heat too. And that would make him shitty as well. Um, <laughs> Funny that, how, you know, your livelihood being taken away yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes you a bit shirty. Hey, I think well, well, all of us have been there. Yeah. <laughs> People who couldn't do your job, something you shouldn't be able to do your job, yeah. like, it really does get under the skin, I reckon. Actually, yeah. But, uh, you know, when, when all of our livelihoods were taken away 12 months ago, there wasn't articles in the Herald Sun just saying which comedians don't deserve to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, True. Although my Herald, which I have I've, have told on this podcast, I'm sure, on many occasions. It's, I've, never, I've never told you, Josh. The day after the footy show got axed, I did a few radio interviews and then I had to do a gig, an AFL gig in Adelaide that day yeah. on the Friday. So I had did a couple of radio interviews and they were fine. They were a bit of fun. And... Um, and I got in a cab, I turned my phone off. I said, I just don't want to – because I had a lot of people calling me. I said, I don't want to talk to anyone else. I've just had enough. And I get out to the airport. So, right, I'm just going to go up to the lounge. I'm going to relax and I'm just going to try and forget about it and I'll go and do this gig in Adelaide. And I walk into the Qantas lounge and I hadn't seen the paper yet. Uh-oh. <laughs> the front page of the paper is the word axed in the biggest font I swear I've ever seen on the front page of the Herald Sun. Axed and then a giant picture of my head. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm walking through the lounges. Everyone's got the Herald Sun open reading. I just thought, all right, well, there's no escape. <laughs> well, my, my one after Spice uh, Best got sacked. So my, my son was born on the same day. It was announced that it got the arse. Right. And so that was on a that was on a Friday. Yeah. It was on a Friday. And so on the Monday, I had to go into Centrelink and get his birth certificate and all that kind of. You oh, have to, no. you know. So I'm in Centrelink going, F- "This is a bad look. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is no good. I've got a." Is that the host of Specs? Yeah. Specs? He's, he's, he's signing on already. Jeez, give you give yourself a three month grace period, mate. Like you. No, I say good on you. Yeah. I say as soon as you're out of work, you're entitled to that yeah, money. Thanks. <laughs> get in there straight away. Um, so uh, a couple of people who are definitely not out of work I went to the football with yesterday Oh yeah, so are, are we on to the match? Are we going to do the, the, should we do the Hawks Tigs? Kick it off? Yeah, yeah, All I right. was uh, I was emceeing the President's Function I heard. for the Hawthorne Football Club Now we Club talked about yesterday. this on our Patreon episode You were emceeing the, the Hawthorne President's Function Probably, or what, what was your, the meals that you guys had? Uh, we had, I had, it was uh, it was steak So it was beef, beef or <laughs> So beef. this just looked like the castle You're asking what, what movies you watch on the play <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was salmon or beef. You don't get a choice though. They just put them down alternately. Fair enough. And at the same time, Josh, I was uh, emceeing for the Bulldogs. I did the Top Dogs Room, the player sponsors and the past players. Oh, oh. sorry. I should add as well just before you get to yours. So we had, it was salmon or beef. Yeah. Uh, there was a Vandenberg Wines, a lovely Shiraz or a Chardonnay we nice. could choose between. Yeah. Uh, and they also had Nissan, uh, Hawthorne's major sponsor, uh, currently running a get-to-know-your-country promotion. So we had foods from around Australia, including Tasmanian oysters, oh, nice. uh, were available as well. So what was going on at the Bulldogs function <laughs> you were at? Plate of microwave sausage rolls. <laughs> Would you have a, a bag of Mission chips you can't even open because you don't have scissors there? It's like... Yeah, I don't want to bag so out our major sponsor, but they are very hard to open. The worst. Good call, Josh. Very good chips. 
So hard to open. You've worked them. Yeah. You've you've earned them when you've eaten them. Yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't recycle the bag. It's a weird waxy oh, yeah, paper. It is too, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you. Who were you with? Uh, uh, so I was. Uh, I was sat with. There was a great table going around from my right. It was Mick Malloy, uh, Mick's mate Jimmy, who owns Jimmy's, uh, which is a great little bar on Swan Street. Uh, <laughs> Mick Malloy's friends with a bar. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, weird. yeah. Who also is good friend Justin Reeves, the CEO of Hawthorne. Oh, here we go. Is actually best mates with Jimmy. Oh, so Justin Reeves and Mick Malloy. Is it is it the Jimmy from Jimmy Brings? Yeah, that's BYO, what I'm picturing as well. Not BYO, the Bring It to You booze. You I don't think right. so. Oh, but I could be wrong there though. But he's got a great little place on Swan Street. Then a friend of Emma Race's, and I'm kicking myself for not being able to remember her name. But then Emma Race. And then um, Bet Goddard, Bet Goddard's partner Lydia. So you just look at this. This is the upper echelons yeah. of then Hawthorne Jenny and Richmond. Then Jenny Sylvester and John Sylvester, the journalist who'd won a Quill Award on Saturday night. Oh. And then Robbie Dumbrell, who's a mate of mine, and John Sylvester's. And then Waleed Ali, and then me ah. uh, was our table. So it was a good table. And oh, oh, just so you know, Josh, on our table at the uh, our function, there was <laughs> there was me, uh, Lockie Hunter's dad, and Shazza from the cheer squad. <laughs> <laughs> So, Love Nana Shaz. You know, we were we were talking to. I might be telling a story out of school here, um, but um, Brendan Gale was chatting to myself and Mick and Waleed. So I've got three Richmond people and me, and we're having a chat, and they were all giving me shit about being a smug Hawthorne fan. And I said, "Are you three kidding yourselves? Have you heard Richmond fans lately?" <laughs> and then, for some reason, this um, conversation came up about privilege, and you know, and Brendan Gale said his son had said asked him. You know, which I guess is a question sons would ask parents. Uh, what does privilege mean? Mm. And Brenda Gale was trying to say, well, it's when you get all these opportunities just given to you in life and you don't necessarily have to work for things. You just get given these opportunities. He said, and his son goes, oh, what, like Hawthorne supporters? <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was explaining it to my son uh, yesterday because uh, he doesn't like the Tigers or the Hawks that he's, he's just inherited that from me. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and and I said, you know, when you were born, Hawks had won, they won the grand final that year and they won it the next two years after. And he was like, oh, that's horrible. And, I go, and the worst part was when I was your age, they made the grand final seven years in a row. So all the kids at school jumped on the bandwagon and then they were rewarded with a three-peat later in life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my youngest made a kid cry at his day because oh. he told him that Essendon cheated. And then the, <laughs> the teacher was like, oh, no. And Henry was like, no, my dad told me they did. They cheated. And then I had to talk to the parents going, oh, well, he didn't lie, did he? And they're like, they're all Essendon. They're like, no, they, they didn't prove anything, <laughs> oh, did they? No. And I'm like, oh, you're not going yeah. on that. Come on. like, Are you guys going to tell me that Lance Armstrong didn't yeah. cheat either? <laughs> oh, that's right. Someone sent this to me this week. Um, have you guys seen when Lance Armstrong did a cameo wishing Essendon good luck in the finals? Oh, no. Someone, no. Someone oh, organised that. What? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll play the – yeah, someone – I'll, and I'll that's put how, it up. And that when, how old is that? That what, I think it was a couple of years ago. Oh, that's the best. But I got sent it to me uh, by – who I'm, was it? I'm uh, making a note. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Steve Kilmartin, friend of the – you know, act, active listener. There's some – people have done some good gear on Cameo. I think yeah. it was Ned, the, um, the, the gambling company that uh, oh, paid for it. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> Ruins it. But, uh, yeah, I'll send that through to you, Lames. Anyway. Uh, yeah, send that, send that through to we me. Gotta get, we got to do the games. Um, yeah, so the uh, Richmond-Hawthorne game. 
I hate to say it, but uh, Hawks were never really in it. I mean, the margin at quarter time was 21 points, and it's almost like the players got together and shook on it. Are we happy yeah. with this margin? Yeah. We'll stick with this for the rest of the game. That's okay, what it felt great. like. There uh, was that period, it was like nine goals just back and forth. It was yes. like that, that little stretch there where you're yeah. like, oh, this is, this is actually good if you didn't include the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't count the first 20 minutes. So it was, uh, yeah, so that was disappointing. And then, of course, I had to sit with Waleed and. And Jimmy Barracks for Richmond as well, and Mick, who's got his Kevin Bartlett haircut, oh, no, yeah, which yeah. is freaking hilarious. And he wasn't even wearing a hat yesterday. He just shamelessly had it out. So I've been to the footy. I've sat near Mick at the footy. He is, you know, on brand, just, uh, you know, vivacious and, and yelling. What's Waleed like at the footy? Waleed's a lot like John Sylvester. We, we see, we that call, doesn't help. In our Hawthorne, okay, I will explain. In our Hawthorne yeah. sort of. Tell us what the, what the Freemasons do. The group that we have, we call John Sylvester Churchill. So he sits there with his arms crossed, deeply analysing the game, and you barely get a movement out of him. Oh. He just sits there in deep focus and concentration. Waleed is a lot like that. And John Sylvester would be he'd be able to write a report about that hey, game because uh, there was an absolute murder. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Josh. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. So, um, so Waleed not particularly, uh, you know, up and about. Okay. Title of Danny's festival show. Just thought I'd slip yeah. that in there. Opens tonight. Thank and, you. Um, we get along and see it. I've got a few nights left. Josh, when do you start your uh, festival show? On the 6th. So on the 6th. 6th with Ben Lomas. There we go. Get along and see that one. What's yours called? Apparently. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Because it's apparently going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Apparent, good title. But also there's the parent thing as yeah, well. Got, was that we're, an accident? No, the, we, we, we... Oh, that was your delivery. That was me. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Behind the scenes there. <laughs> uh, but I had to leave early because I had to get to my show. Uh, so I had to leave halfway through the last quarter when, of course, Hawthorne are getting beaten. Yeah. And as, look, I'm, as I'm walking look. out, Malloy starts yelling. Like yelling. <laughs> there he goes, leaving early. What sort of a fan does that? And just yell as loud as he can. Yeah, and did great. you plug your show? Did you go, I'm leaving to do my show? <laughs> yeah, uh, any on, other Hawthorne supporters want to come? <laughs> still a few tickets left for tonight's show. Trybooking.com slash. <laughs> Get involved. Um, so, yeah, disappointing uh, hit out for the Hawks. Was there much of a crowd? Because when I looked on TV... You know what? I guessed about 40,000, but I don't know what the... I'll have a look now while we're chatting. It's I- interesting with the crowds across the board, though. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Opening up, everyone's like, you know, oh, let's go out and support. But it's been pretty disappointing, I'd say. I'd say the AFL are a bit disappointed in the, yeah, in the amount of turnout. Especially with Richmond Hawthorne, two yeah. blockbuster teams. It looked very quiet around the punt road end. What was Carlton Collingwood the night before? They they looked that was definitely full. Yeah, that was great. Well, that's um, cool. yeah, so th- thank God. I'm sure the AFL is okay, mate. It's all all fine. That's Hawthorne's first home game at the MCG since the fifth of July, 2019. So there you go. really, a club like Hawthorne, you would have liked sixty odd thousand there. Yeah, forty one thousand. That Ugh. really for one PM Sunday. That's a disappointing crowd. Well, speaking of the blues and the pies, what do you, I watch this backstage because we're all doing gigs now at night. Yeah. So I, I'm loving yeah. playing uh, the European Beer Cafe because there's a big TV where you hang out before you go on stage. So I watch most of this match. And, God, it was the most frustrating match for Carlton fans. I'm giving them the depressometer for yeah. this week. Also for that stat that's been plastered all over socials, zero and two for the, yeah. for the nine years in a row. They've been like that. That's amazing. But they were just, they were dominating inside 50s, couldn't convert. Magpies were yeah. getting these really easy uh, counter attack goals. And I want to talk about Mason Cox because he got shtick from JB because he'd only had like three possessions, but he was given trash talk. And then he got a goal and was yelling at the defenders. And I go, yeah, that's. That's what you want. You yeah. want to scream so to fire yourself up. I'm like, yeah, now I've got it. Yeah. Now I'm here. Yeah. What's yeah. with your JB? Come on. He's your president. He's, uh, uh, Josh. 
in in the heat of the moment, you sometimes you say stuff on air that you don't really mean. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so maybe he like didn't didn't really understand, and you just got to say something. And I, I'm with you though. I think trying to rev yourself up is a really good thing because yeah. you're like, you know, you kicked a goal. It's like great. Let's let's mm. keep it going. But also the commentators, you got to say something. Absolutely, there's a and lot. Yeah, I, 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 and also Mason Cox, he's American. Like his family's not going to be watching. <laughs> you can say it. You're not going to get an angry email from his mum. I'm, I'm yeah. disappointed in Mason. Have you heard him speak recently? Oh, is he losing the accent? Accent is gone. Oh. He just sounds like one of us now. Uh, There's a bit of a twang. It's a bit like Luke McGregor. Yeah, that is disappointing. He is a very likable man, though, oh, Mason yes. Cox. Oh, yes. wonderful, wonderful bloke. Oh. Um, so uh, so good on him. I agree, though. The commentators, they feel like they have to fill they, – they, they hate the idea of dead air. Yeah. Which I love about English Premier League commentators – very comfortable with dead air. Yeah, yeah. John, John Motson, will let, he'll he'll not just, talk for an hour. Just let the let the place sit for yep. five seconds. I, I that would be kind of nice. Yeah, from time to well, time. Well, if, and if you've got nothing to say, just mic up the umpire. I re- I love hearing the umpires. You know, justify decisions or how they talk to Sounds players. Sounds of the game. Sounds of the game. So you don't that. also have to fill the air with what you did as a player. Oh. We, don't need to, <laughs> yes. we don't need to hear about. We know. We know, Wayne Carey. You're a great player. We don't need to hear what happened in your day. We're, we're right across that. I Actually, mean, yeah, Josh, as a North Melbourne fan, you must be one of the few people who, like when Wayne Carey's commentating, just go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I got no it, comment. you know, if it's the third session on the fourth day of a test match and there's hardly been any runs scored, I get that Ian Chappell might slip in an anecdote yeah. Yeah, about yeah. his playing days, but in a two-hour game of footy, no. No, nah. no, no, no room for it. Um but anyway, yeah, so Carlton, depressometer from depressometer, you this week. Okay. For Josh, if you've not heard before, that is the, the fans who are winning how depressed you my, are. My dad rang me up. He was, he's saying, I don't know who's going to get the wooden spoon. You, you are us this year. So he's a Carlton supporter. So uh, already mate. he's like, nah, we've, the season's done. I'm like, Dad, it's two games, okay? I reckon, <laughs> I reckon you can turn it around. <laughs> how do you like, – I, I bumped into Chris Franklin last night, who's also a North Melbourne yep. fan, and I said, are you – are you starting to lose interest? Because I, my fear would be, if Hawthorne struggled for a while, I reckon I would start to lose interest it, in footy. Well, look, it's hard. My pet, my kids don't care about footy at all. Right. So when it's on, they're like, "TV's on. I want to turn it over. I want to watch. I want something else." And I'm like, "Can I just watch my one, one, <laughs> one game of the yeah. of the round?" Yeah, and it is hard. And last year with the bubble, I didn't get in. I didn't get into footy last year. I was like, "Yeah." After two games, we, we yeah. were two and zip. Just call the season over. Like, just play the finals then. We're, we're no. Uh, but it is also, I think, I'm a, like, I used to love Brent Harvey because he was older and shorter than me. <laughs> so there was someone right. out there giving me hope. I, I like it, yes. And now yeah. that I'm, there's no player older than me. Or, sh- like, or shorter or than you. Or shorter than me. <laughs> I'm like, it's hard to get into this, and I'm sure I'll I'll come around. Right after the, after festivals finish, I'll get back into it. In a what about late. the women's? Yeah. You're doing very well. You're we in the are, finals. We, we are one point, one point win. That what was a great, great game, Fremantle. Yeah, so. uh, Collingwood versus North at Victoria Park on Saturday, three o'clock. Take your boys. I should take them. Shut them down. And uh, Demons v Dockers at Casey. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, that's their elimination finals, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so. so that has been announced, and Crows have got the week off, I think. Crows and Lions have the week off. Crows going to win it by a lot. Oh, you know what? The, the, the Crows are a very good team, uh, and they and they and they've and they've going to have a home final, home grand final as well, by the looks. Yeah, yeah. at Norwood, so bit of a fortress. It's look, it's really hard to bet against them when you've got Aaron Phillips. Uh, Chelsea Randall and Ebony Marinoff in the same team. Yeah, what are you going to do? 
What are you going to do? Oh, well. uh, so anyway, let's just forget the rest of the season and give it to the Crows now. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we bother? Um, all right, so let's go on to our uh, next. Back, back to the men's. Uh, well, let's talk Friday night. I mean, everyone, there's there's just one incident. Just, that, oh, do, yeah. oh, don't even get me. The, the umpiring was a little bit of bullshit in the lead up to this anyway. I thought it was, yeah. I mean, that confirmation bias, we know they've studied it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But <laughs> me, it was in full play. <laughs> and it was just making me, I hate Geelong more than I can even describe. So I like Geelong. Right. I don't mind Geelong because uh, one, um, Tom Hawkins came to my show once. And oh, I was like, that's great, great. Like, and, yeah. you'd have to. and when Brad Scott was coaching us, Chris Scott was their coach. I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's the, same. Like the same coach. It's <laughs> yeah. great. I can go for these guys. And I like Joel Selwood. I think he's a good a good uh, <laughs> leader. And I know you might hate him and everyone hates him, but I'm like, I, I like his style of play apart from the dropping of the shell. Uh, okay. So here's my thing with Geelong, which listeners to the podcast would have heard before. Every Geelong player I've ever met, I've really liked. Yep. Okay. Paddy Dangerfield, Tom Hawkins, uh, you know, the Guthrie's, or like all Cameron of them, Link. Zach Tui, Cameron Lang, all of them, right? So now I've promised myself to never meet another yeah. – because they're so much harder to hate. And I've never met Joel Selwood because I'm scared he'll be a good bloke. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to meet him because it's much easier to hate someone you've never met. So with the free kick, did you hear what uh, Biclavs was bike? How do you say his name? Blixarves. Blitzarves, that's it. Um, Biclavs. Bi- I was reading it just <laughs> phonetically. Um, he said uh, – he's came out and he said, I didn't have prior – it's not a freaking well, yeah, You still dropped it. Yeah. No, <laughs> hang on. Didn't have prior. He would have had. He would have fallen over from dizziness. He spun around about five freaking times. He turned around before a the quarter. ball was knocked free. But yeah, he absolutely dropped it. It was incorrect disposal. I'm not questioning. I'm just w- w- interested why people are saying it, harping on about prior opportunity, which when there's much more obvious infringement. It was. I mean, that was holding the ball every single day of the week. That umpire. I don't know which umpire it was. But I suspect he's going to need a Melways to find his, the game he's umpiring this weekend, <laughs> wherever that might be. I want to ask Chelsea Roffey, when you're the goal umpire and you see such an obvious free kick and they get it wrong, how do you maintain professional courtesy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine being overridden by the goal umpire, though. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love to see a goal up yeah, go, yeah. holding the ball <laughs> signal. Shut up, idiot. You got it wrong. Um, I also want to know if anyone can tell us on socials. They, you know, they put the sign up saying if anyone's from Brisbane, you've got to get out of here. I wonder if anyone actually left. Oh, the game? Yeah. I believe they did. Oh, really? I yeah. believe a lot of it, Brisbane fans. Uh, well, some of the commentators had to leave as well. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah I, Hodgie had to leave. Yeah. And uh, Wayne Carey had to leave because he'd been in... Brisbane. Uh, he'd so, been so in Brisbane. So was Paradise, I reckon. He, went. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Woodridge. We all know that. Um, he, uh, on this, on the, and we'll get, probably get into it. So Chris got having a go at the Brisbane. Uh, Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal, yeah. Yep. This is what I, I, this is frustrates me about this because we hear like people, like commentators and uh, like talking heads talking about, oh, that's the player's code done. Like you can't like Lockie Neal, like, Doing, doing the, the three, three, the weeks that, three, three weeks for that, three weeks for that. Yeah. There's no players going anymore. Oh, this is this is disgraceful. These are the same men who are like going, I hate when they're like they're all mates after the game, they're joking. It's a bad look. Like you can't have one or the other. You can't be like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we're yeah, all yeah. mates, or I hate this guy and I want him to miss out on three weeks. Like you could just Yeah, where is that where is the yeah. line there? I'm pretty sure Lockie Neal was just recreating that scene from Inglorious Bastards where uh, where Michael Fassbender gives away that he's a British spy by holding up the three fingers oh. in the English way, not the German way. Not the German way, right. <laughs> Good scene, that one, too. Oh, so so tense. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I, but 
what is not in dispute to me is Chris Scott, you can't have a crack at players. You can't get involved no. in an argument with players. I don't know. Players. Remember when Sheedy uh, – no, Malthouse yeah. was uh, – well, Sheedy was doing no, the cross-throat thing. Sheedy did the throat cut. And, and Malthouse called uh, Milne a effing rapist. Yeah, which coming from a man in transition glasses is a big call. <laughs> like, that is uh, – <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But anyway, I mean, neither of those were great, were great looks, let's be honest. No, I, but I, yeah, I enjoyed Sheedy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Chris Scott's uh, he's had a sho- he's had an absolute shocker there, and also but also Gary Rowan nearly took Lockie Neal's freaking yeah. head yeah. off. Yeah. So as if he was in a position to be having a crack at Lockie Neal, and you know maybe Lockie Neal said something to Gary Rowan about lockdown last year and what may or may not have gone on <laughs> during lockdown. But still, is that the rumor? Is it of what he said or? Uh, no, I, don't, I have no idea what he said. But if I was standing on Gary Rowan, that's what I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Hipwood, our, our mate, the baby giraffe, he was costly yeah. and inaccurate. And uh, oh, the one, what do you reckon of Paddy Dangerfield playing in the reserves? Is that well, was it reserves or a practice match? It what? was VFL, which are, which are practice matches. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, th- no, 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 the, no, it uh, was a the season match. hasn't started. Oh, then, oh, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, practice match. I, I, yeah, I heard yeah. that as well. Like, you can't do that. And then I, someone said, "No, it's a practice match." I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah that's fine." Yeah, yeah. No, the season starts. Uh, I think next weekend. Okay, well, the v- the VFL season. Play yeah. on, non-issue. Move yeah. on to the next game. <laughs> Swans v Crows. Oh, McGinley was ready to come off a long run there. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> No, I was mostly just going to uh, point out, um, you know, how fine with it I was. I'm very pro Geelong on this podcast. Yeah. Also, lo- Isaac Smith's goal, man, that was that was inspiring. Yeah, stuff. how would you feel about that one? Oh, I'm so torn. That's another Geelong again, player you, you would have met again because I really, yeah, who I really like. And uh, it was weird seeing him in Geelong. He shanked a kick at one point, and that did make me happy. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't yeah. after the siren in a final, so no, he did, they're not he even yet. A couple of bloody good goals. Though. It's always hard when you've. When one of your favourite players plays on oh, the team, yeah. and oh, you yeah. see, like I was like that with Daniel Wells, but luckily I haven't seen him in the Collingwood jumper, so it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just to, uh, just set your TV to black and white, pretend yeah. it's still North Melbourne. I mean, seeing Luke Hodge in Brisbane, yeah, but Lions, Sam Mitchell in West Coast Eagles, and then Jordan Lewis in Melbourne jumpers was all very and strange. And speaking of Sydney, so Buddy, Buddy's back. Yes, what and a buddy. great goal that was he a got! Big goal. Brilliant goal. Do you know this felt like – do you remember back in the day the old EJ Witten Legends game? Now, Lima, you've played in a couple yes. of these. Back before they brought in, you know, celebrities and, and B-grade radio hosts, they would Hang on. play haven't, – Haven't they always played? <laughs> no, they haven't. Games? What they used to do in the 90s was they'd have the re- recently retired players, but then it was all the best Tac Cup kids. So it was all what these young okay. guns as well. And I remember seeing games at Witten Oval and you're seeing, like, I'm pretty sure I saw a young Scott Pendlebury play a few uh, games. And yeah, so you right. got double the excitement. And um, so, yeah, that's what it really felt like because you, um, you had Buddy and Tex Walker sort of yeah. just – it was like Harlem Globetrotters for them, just doing their greatest hits. And then all these kids doing doing great things as well. Because Sydney's a team that I haven't really followed because, you know – No they, one does. Yeah, but it's that thing of, like, oh, they, they're not – Going to be bad this year. I, you know, I, they've done their rebuild. It looks like. And yeah, and it took it, them a minute. Yeah, and it's because you know they've got the academy. Everyone's always like, oh, the academy is going to be great for them, and but it looks like it's going to be. But like having Buddy back yeah. as well is good to see. Actually, is it? He, it is good to see Buddy back. Has John Longmire when he when he won't wins the grand final as a speech? He should open with, "I'd like to thank the academy." <laughs> oh, good call. He really should. <laughs> That, we're going to do that if Jamara Hagen turns he wins us a granny. That, see, he's a good footballer, isn't he? That, but you look at the kids playing for North Melbourne. Hang on, so, for Sydney? Oh, sorry, Sydney. 
uh, Braden Campbell, that Errol Goulden is a goddamn freak. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Dawson. Uh, I mean, Chad Warner, Sam Wicks. Jesus Christ, they've just got so many so, freaking good kids. Has Buddy been playing? Has he now been playing for Sydney longer than he played for Hawthorne? Oh, good he question. He started in 2014. So this is his eighth year, and he started with us in 2004. Five. Okay. So that was oh, that was nine, yeah. uh, eight years with us. Nine years. So he needs us. to play another couple of years. Uh, yeah. And you did say there was an article during the week that said that Buddy wants to play on beyond his contract. And uh, I reckon by so, by so by that time he should be about thirty five, thirty six. I think Geelong might bring him in as a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. He's just uh, old enough. There. He'll kick a thousand goals though, which would be. That will be fun. That will be fun. All right, what's the next game? I think it was Port and the Bombers. It was indeed. Now, hey, look, everyone's been negative about the Bombers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them something, something to smile about. Okay, I, I, I won't. Uh, yeah, fair enough. You don't like, don't like the Bombers. They're my least favorite team. Oh, good, mm. good. Is that because of 2001 when they were up by when Kangaroos were up by 10 goals? No, it's because every every single person in my family, apart from my my dad and my brothers, goes for yeah, right. Essendon. So my mum's whole side is Essendon, and oh. it's just a lifetime of just them giving me shit. Why doesn't your mum, did your mum not try and recruit you to Windy Hill? No, my, my younger brother goes to Essendon. Yeah. Uh, then he's changed to Adelaide after the whole uh, saga. Oh, yeah. Um, because he's a doctor and he's like, no, I don't want any part of this. And, uh, <laughs> it and violates he, and the Hippocratic Oath. And, and he lives in Adelaide, so that makes sense. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, they just were a nightmare growing up with. Understandable. Understandable. Well, okay, I'm going to say something positive for the Bombers. They had... Uh, they got thumped on on Saturday. Yeah, they had they've had a heartbreaking loss, and <laughs> this week they play the Saints, which I think will be. I think they can if they really fight, they can get an honourable loss. That's a good trifecta to start your season yeah. on. You just get all the types of losses out of the way. I think this is good oh, coaching. Right. So what are their th- what are their losses? Uh, thumped, heartbreaking, and I think an honourable loss. An honourable loss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Nice. And then let's hope they just have those three types of loss on rotation through the entire season. Yeah, that's fun. And end up 0-22. <laughs> uh, uh, was Orazio's first game against his old side and there was a bit of uh, fighting and stuff? Actually... Do you know what I noticed for the first time this weekend? I should have mentioned this before when we were talking AFLW. There was a lot of biffo in the AFLW this weekend. I have never mm-hmm. seen that before, and I saw it all across the weekend. I reckon this season's it's a lot more. It's a lot more like a lot more fighting in the AFLW than that in previous years. And guys, the one girls can fight too, guys. I, no, I'm, I'm not against <laughs> it. I'm saying it's it's. Good to see. And the one place I didn't see it was Friday night, Bulldogs Richmond, where Katie Brennan and Monique Conti were playing against their our old side. And and you know, I think the dogs girls are very nice because no one no one yelled in their faces when we won. It was anyway. That's I was uh, going to say it's good to see women can be idiots too. So that's what I was going to say. So yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Arazio. Now, there was controversy about Orazio Fantasia Fantasia's name a couple of years ago, and it seems like everyone's just forgotten and gone back to Fantasia. Well, oh, yeah. Funny you should say that because Rebecca Morse, who I do radio with, who you spoke to... She was on the show last week. The friend of the show. Last week. She said to me, oh, Danny pronounces Orazio's surname as Fantasia. And I said, well, technically that is how it's meant to be pronounced. Yeah. But the commentators just go with Fantasia yeah. because he said... When Brian Taylor said, ah, oh, he doesn't mind, you don't mind, do you? And he went, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so now they just go, all go a, with Fantasia. In the NBA, there's uh, Nikola Djokic and uh, Nikola Vucevic. And they were saying to Nikola, oh, your name's 
Nicola, but Nicola's is Nicola, and he's like, no, his is also Nicola. He just doesn't care. <laughs> like, and, and they asked him, and he says, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. Like, whatever you want to call me, it's See fine. I understand that you guys don't get it. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make you dopes try and work out how to pronounce it. Because of my father-in-law, I always pronounce the highest mountain in Australia, Mount Kosciuszko. Ah, oh. yeah, and uh, Queensland Premier Alex uh, Anastasia Palasz uh, Palaszczuk. Oh, right. Yeah. Palaszczuk. That's it. Palaszczuk. It's an so, S-H-C-H sound. So Kosciuszko is pronounced how? Kosciuszko. Kosciuszko. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, good, good luck yeah. getting Australia on board with yes. that. Oh, yeah. I'm just being a wanker. <laughs> Don't worry about that. All right. Uh, uh, but uh, good on Port. I'm loving Port. Port of my... Well, you know I've got a soft spot for Port. Yeah, but Port have played uh, North Melbourne and Essendon. They've had two yeah, buys. No, I get hey. it. <laughs> I get it. But all they, can, all they can do is win. Yeah. All they can do is win. Well, I read they've been on top of the table since uh, round five last year. Is that round what? one last year. They actually started, they were on top at the end of round one last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they slipped out no, after they didn't. that. They didn't. They so were they were top the entire season. The whole year up until the last quarter of the prelim final when the umpires turned on them. Yeah. There we go. Hi, Tess. Yeah. I know you're listening and you love when I just do uh. a little dig at Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd love to see Port win a flag. Yeah, it would be exciting. Yeah. Because um, I know Hawthorne isn't going to win one this year, so. <laughs> Limo's still finding out his second. Who do you, who do you hope, Josh? If looking like the Kangas might not be uh, challenging. Brisbane. I, don't, I would like to see Brisbane Good again. You are fitting into this pod well. Yeah, we all love I, Brisbane I'm, here. I'm with Brisbane as well. Yeah. I love I, Brisbane. I was hoping for a Brisbane Port Grand Final last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Like, yeah, no, Brisbane Port, I think they're the yeah. – no other Victorian teams. Like, <laughs> nah. Yeah, Le- nah. we talk – I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod, but uh, Limo and I have definitely discussed this, how we don't get people who say, I just want a Victorian team to win. I just yeah. want a Victorian team to win. It was like, no, uh-huh. I want an interstate team to win because their fans can be gloating on the other side of the border away from me. Uh, yeah. ah, why would I want – Happy people near me when I'm sad. Mm. So I didn't grow up in in Victoria, so it's like for me, it's all in the state. Everyone's yeah, an interstate team, but it's yeah. The thing is, like, I don't. Would I don't you care. change to the Tasmanian no. Jack Jumpers if? Oh, yeah, the NBL team, yes. <laughs> no, but, I mean, uh, no, but I wouldn't change. To, I no, I wouldn't. If, if, if I would the, like to see them do well, yeah. I don't think Tasmania. Look, this is – I know on a football co- – I don't think Tasmania should have a team. <gasps> I think they should build another hospital on the northwest coast with that <laughs> money that they could have. I think that's probably more important to the state. Oh, uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Hospitals more important than sport. Josh Earl said it out loud. <laughs> but if they do have one, I hope it does well. I hope they base it somewhere. I Look – They'll probably base in Hobart. I think they should base it in Launceston because it's easier for the like northwest of the people who will be the ones who want to go to the games. Will go and support. I think more in at York Park, which is now University of Tasmania Oval. But it's that thing of like I think that's the, that's the place to base it. Wow, this is big. There you go in Launceston. In Launceston. Yeah, right. Oh, it's going to be a state team. That's true. Like the Van yeah. Demons. We're, about, we're moving Melbourne down there. Two by hours the way. from Bernie. Two hours from Hobart. It's in the middle there. Like and the boat. Bernie yeah. is not a real town. Ta- I know it's your hometown, but you're saying it's like, you know. Well, Bernie, Devonport area. Okay, Brendan Gale from Bernie. Okay, Matthew Richardson from Devonport. You've got a great football uh, history yeah. in these cities, okay? Uh, Grant, Grant Birchall, I think, is Bernie. Uh, yeah, well, Justin nearby. Platt. Justin Platt was the greatest player I ever saw play for Bernie. Yeah. Like, do you remember Justin Platt? Played a few games for St Kilda. No. Had another team. I think he was drafted <laughs> Richmond as well. He was the best full forward, and then when he came to the AFL, they played in the back line. I'm like, you've, uh, you've caught it wrong here, guys. He's an amazing jumper. What a leaper. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've got, we got to run, fly through the few games now. we only got about uh, okay. we're at 42 right. minutes here, Leems. So, all right. Let's uh, go to St. Kilda, St. Kilda, Melbourne. Melbourne. Two teams that have been disappointing their fans for a very long time. Yeah. 
1966, St Kilda's last premiership. 1954 for Melbourne. 64. I would love to see this grand final. St Kilda, Melbourne. Yeah, we, we talked about this uh, last year. We wanted uh, last year's grand final to be Demon that Saints would, because it's the only time the, the fans aren't allowed in. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Just a little little evil, like what assholes, but that was what we were hoping for. Well, this was this was deemed, uh, was it David King? So this is the worst uh, worst skills I've ever seen in a football game? Was it What, for D's St Kilda? Yeah, this this round. Really? Yeah, so, uh, one, of the, one of the Fox footy um, yeah, like, right. commentators, like this is the worst skills. Uh, this is hopeless. Are you sure you weren't listening to North and Gold Coast? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit play before, so maybe yeah. It was <laughs> man, I loved this game. This was the one of the. Oh, I was about to say best games of the round, but no, actually, uh, uh, the, the, we had the Geelong Lions and Bulldogs uh, Eagles. Clayton Oliver was awesome. Christian Petrarca, yada 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 yada. Kaiser Pickett. Yes. Did you see him? I saw. I only saw the highlights. Now I read. Some, now I don't know mm. if this is true, but Kevin C- Capinieri, like Kevin Capinieri, yeah. Yep. I think it's, I is that, you probably yeah. say it right. I don't know. Uh, he put up a thing like proud of you, proud dad, and I'm like going, I'm not sure because I know he's related to the Pickets. Like his his uh, wife is Kevin's. The, yeah, actually, no, we have talked about this. That From, Kevin, like, yeah, he married the, he married into the Pickett family, and I'm not sure. So this if, is Kevin's son. I think it's his son, which is wow. like great who's, news. Whose who's son is Kevin Capinieri? So comedian, uh, you, indigenous comedian it. based out of Alice Springs. Uh, no, uh, he's he's uh, somewhere in like border town, South Australia. Um, Victoria. Oh, okay. Like, okay, yes. We have, Mildura, talked, we have talked area. about this yeah, no, before. They, yeah. and, and we were surprised and we'd forgotten and you've just reminded us now, but he was so good. It's like yeah. Tuke Miller's dad uh, is a jazz musician in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Wiley right. J. And uh, um, was it Xavier Dersma was a ballet dancer? His dad was? As a kid. No, no, I'm just oh, his right. dad because his, his dad got him into ballet dancing, I believe, as a kid. Um, but he was uh, he was a ballet dancer, D- very different backgrounds from your standard uh, yeah. AFL players. Yeah. But Pickett was I heard someone say on the radio it was a lost opportunity for North Melbourne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you guys have a? Did you guys have we a? We probably uh, did. We probably went on. Oh, nah, we'll give it to someone else. <laughs> we oh, just. I wish we we'll, could have filmed Josh Earl's face there. We'll, we'll rebuild without really good young players. Yeah, that'd be great. Like, yeah, and no, I will start. We'll, I'm like. This is the thing with Northern. Like my favorite player was Ben Brown. Okay, great yeah, and he is such a great guy and such a great guy to build a forward line around as well because he's like that. At least if all was going to shit, you got a target to kick to. Yeah, totally. and then clearly something happened last year. He didn't want to play injured, and then they didn't want to have him in the team. He's gone to Melbourne, so hopefully he does well. It also one of these. I do think in the AFL, any player with a weird haircut is automatically a cult figure. It doesn't take much in the <laughs> oh, AFL. <laughs> To be a cult figure, like just because he's got curly hair. Oh, cult figure! I was like, yeah. all right, let's see. But he was great, and this is like we did it with. We got rid of like Boomer and Petrie, and then we got rid of like Brown and so many last year. And it's just like, yeah, if we had Pickett and we lost him, great. Okay, another one to the list of people we we had and we've given up. Like, yeah. Do you reckon Todd and, Goldstein's just walking around? And go, what's a guy got to do to get sacked? Yeah, uh, <laughs> coaches like, maybe. Uh. Remember, remember two years ago when. You could ride out a Carlton team from all the players they got rid of. Yeah. And it definitely would have beat the oh. current Carlton team. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, let's go on to Gold Coast, North Melbourne. Well, uh, full credit to uh, yeah, the Saints uh, tried hard, but I think the mm. game against Giants really broke them physically, and that's why the Ds were able to get up. And the Ds are pretty good. Gold yeah. Coast, North Melbourne, Josh, your team. Uh, I think Goldstein's actually got a really good attitude. He's still trying his, yeah. his heart out, even though he's 32 years old. Cunnington comes back this week. So okay. that'll be good. Like another senior big body in the mix who always gives 100%. I love him. So. And you're playing my Bulldogs. We are playing your good Bulldogs. Good Friday. We've just played a really hard game on Sunday. You're a chance. Well, we, we, you know, we played well in these big games, I think. I think we do – there's something else in the – like Good Friday. If you can't get up for that, what's the point of even playing? Yeah. I – look, we kept the Gold Coast under 100. There's a win for us this year. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm trying to find the little wins. It's funny you say that. I remember talking to Kevin Sheedy about GWS in the early days when they were getting smashed by up to 100 points every week. Yeah. And I said, how do you keep the players focused? And he said, you just set little goals. Yeah. Like, so he would say, he would say, I want two goals in this quarter. Yeah. And if they got two goals in the quarter, well, that was a win. So he would just set all these really tiny little goals for them. That's good. Because he said otherwise it was just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just all depressing otherwise. So, so we're going through a rebuild, which we kind of started three years ago, and then it's, so I think we're rebuilding the rebuild. <laughs> but because – and it's the first time we've really done this as well uh, because we're not a destination club. So we just had to keep going to keep our head above the water. And so we probably overachieved – in the 2000s, 2010s, because it was like, yeah, you just have to. Like, you just got to keep going. We, we made prelims not you that did. long ago. Yeah, uh, 15. Yeah, and it's that thing of like, yeah, all right, well, uh, this is the first time, like this, the last three years, I'm going to say, is when we tr- try and get draft picks, get the new players in. Yeah. We had a few, like Kane Turner's one of those ones, you like, he was like, first few games, oh, this is great, and young guy, and kind of plateaued a bit, and hopefully this year, like you know, fifty games under his belt, up to getting there, where it's like, yeah, you know, now now's your time. You're no longer the new guy. You've got to step up, and hopefully, we have a few of those players this year who just show a bit of promise, and we can only go up. Well, we, yeah. we can't go down. We came second last last year, so we can't go down. But after that, we can only go up. You can go down, which is like when Rory Laird signed his five year contract at the Crows a few weeks ago. He was holding a press conference afterwards. And they said, well, you're so happy to sign this new deal. And he said, I just love the direction the club's going. It's like, well, dude, have you, have you looked at the direction the club's going? It's uh, not great. Isaac Rankin was uh, awesome. I think he's. we just love watching him because he's little, he's wearing red, and he's got a Tony Stark beard. He looks yeah. like Iron Man. <laughs> he just he, look, you know when Iron Man takes the helmet off and he's just doing quips? You know. Did you prefer his hair last year, though? He had, the, he had a bleach white Last no, year, remember? I like him now because he, he looks more like Iron Man. Oh, is, this, oh, okay. is this two wins for Gold Coast? Ye- no, they lost they the No, I think that's one loss. win for the Gold Coast. But uh, I want to give a shout out to whoever was commentating at Fox Footy at um, – it's the guy who does afternoons on SEN. What uh, – uh, uh, Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne Russell. Dwayne Russell. Uh, he, uh, Isaac Rankin kicked a goal and he went, that is rank. Put that in the Rankin fire. <laughs> 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 that was good gear. Good good stuff. Uh, and Anderson's got best on each team. Noah Anderson, best for the uh, Gold Coast. And Jed Anderson, Ooh. best for North Melbourne. Jed Anderson, who came to you guys from Hawthorne, yeah. uh, is one of eight kids and everyone's name starts with J. Oh. And he's got three kids, I think, and they've all got J uh, names as well. So I'm not sure what the what the J obsession is with the Andersons. But what is it with Andersons and their name? Yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, well, we've done the Hawks game. Let's go on to the uh, 
the yes. second game of uh, yes. Sunday, which was oh, yours, Danny, the, for the comeback win by the Bulldogs uh, was against awesome. the Eagles. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I think the reason we won is uh, two brilliant sides, but a seven-day break versus a nine-day break. So Eagles really tired in the last quarter. Don't, why, would you, why would you open by giving them credit? Yeah. Because they were you, really good. Why would you do that? Because I'm not a Hawthorne supporter and I acknowledge that other teams exist. Oh, yeah, just, <laughs> it was amazing. I was watching just <laughs> Nick Na- – because, oh, I got I got awesome seats, by the way, because I was back emceeing in the – now, normally my deal with the Bulldogs is because uh, I'd rather get paid than uh, – paid money. I'd rather get paid money than just them give me fancy seats. So I always say no to the fancy seats and I just go and stand in the outer or up the top in the nosebleeds. But because of COVID, I have to stay in the fancy area. So me and my son – Middle middle section of mm. Docklands, right up the front, and so and that is just the best view yeah. in footy in the world. You're so close. So I watched Nick Nat McGovern and Kennedy just big, huge bodied units absolutely work their magic, uh, and they still lost. <laughs> uh, I've never seen Nick Nat live. Is it it's so like, good? Yeah. yeah, I really I really like seeing players like that live. Like I think Nick Revolt was one of those players that you had to see him live to see ex- yeah. how much. How great he is just off the ball. What I love doing if you go to a neutral game is uh, I pick a player and I just watch them for a quarter. I've done it with Juddy, Goodsy. uh, I I would do it with Nick Nat. Yeah. So you you get a real understanding. They're very distracting characters. I I was watching the SCG, watching the Swans play, I can't remember who, a couple of years ago, and you just find yourself staring at Buddy. Yeah. Even when the play's at the other end of the ground, he's just a very distracting, and Nick Nat's the same. Yeah. Uh, people you don't stare at, but I thought they were very pivotal for the wins. Uh, uh, new lad uh, McNeil and Taylor Jurea did some absolute magic in the first quarter. Where did you get Jurea from? From you guys. Yeah, <laughs> right. He just has to so put I that in, doesn't he? That. <laughs> uh, Bailey Williams won the game for us, though. And if you watch the last two minutes, he outmarks three Eagles on the, on the halfback. And then he gets it to uh, Josh Bruce, who kicks it down to Bont to kick the winner. And I just, you know, he's a, I, I have a different Bailey who's my favourite every week. And Bailey Williams is the one uh, <coughs> for this week. And uh, yeah, Mc, cult Mc, figure, Bailey? See. Well, this is, yeah, just say Bailey. It's yeah. by law. I remember when I took my mum to a footy match in like the early 2000s once, and she would just go, Go, Nathan. Go, Nathan. Go, Nathan. I go, What are you doing? She goes, Law of Averages. Uh, <laughs> we had like three or four in there. Um, so, uh, yeah, McNeil is uh, my favourite uh, new bulldog, uh, mostly because there was a guy, kid sitting behind me, who decided he hated McNeil. He's yeah. one of these, you know, you forget how annoying some footy fans are. He was just yeah. like, now, McNeil's a kid. He's a brand oh. new player. So, you go, oh, you, you're a dud. You're the worst. What are you doing? I go, of course he's not up to that standard yet, you idiot. And then he did some amazing things. And I actually turn around and I go, never doubt McNeil. There was a year when I was going and the guy behind me, because like, in sport it's had the same guy pretty much all the time, and he – <laughs> Couldn't Are you just pointing out that at North Melbourne games you yeah, actually you, do know all the can, other fans? Yeah. <laughs> but he he constantly bewildered by kicking behind. I'm like, come on, mate! Like you've you've been watching. It. You know why we're doing it <laughs> to set up from the middle to go for. Like, stop being angry that we're kicking behind and setting it up. Like it's just that, and it frustrates me so much. I never said anything because I'm five four, and uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it was that thing of going, oh mate, you've got to just understand that that's yeah. how they're playing the game. Like yeah. sometimes the crowd does just give you. Absolute shits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they don't know – they think they when, know the game plan. When they're on your team as well, you're like, come on, I want to be supporting us all. Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I can I can remember years ago, though, saying similar things about Buddy Franklin in his second or third game for Hawthorne because he wouldn't chase. 
I, yeah. I have no I see, doubt that you're this fan, Lee. Yeah, you wouldn't chase, and I'm like, well, you can, if you're not going to chase, you're not commit. So why are we even bothering? <laughs> anyway, so I couldn't have been more wrong on that one. <laughs> All right, we're going to got a couple of minutes. Let's Last do three O V G W S. I'm going to share a stat that Swamp put up because David Mundy was amazing and Swamp put up a great stat that uh, David Mundy got 35 possessions and he's 35 years old. The <laughs> oldest players to have the same number of disposals in a game as their age in years, David Mundy, 35, also 35, Brent Harvey. There you go. 34, mm. Gary Ablett, 34, James Heard, 34, John Platten, 34, Lenny Hayes, Sam Mitchell, Barry Rowlings. Uh, there we go. So Sean Burgon needs to pick up 38 touches yes. yeah. in a game this year to beat that record. And in the grand final, Cam Mooney only needed another 22 touches. He would have yeah. got it. Right <laughs> exactly. It was good. So the Giants are cooked, you'd have to say. Just oh, nah. you. You love this. You love <laughs> yeah, no, no Giants. Two games in. Nah, cancel. Nah, cancel. They're, they're, they're done. Gone. I mean, 30, I mean the, for the Giants to keep one goal in the first half is disgraceful. Yeah. Yep. One goal, nine, too. 11 We're, 21 by the Dockers, by the way. That's. What do you think of the, fr- the uh, five hit as well? Did you see the, f- the hit on five? Which wasn't really, it was more of a push into him and just hit him in the head. And it's just uh, typical Giants thuggery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon it was, I don't reckon it'll be anything in it. Like, I, although I, th- I know he went off, first person to go off it, with the. With, with the, the sub rule for being unconscious. For being concussed. Yeah. Is, um, concussed, not unconscious. He was yeah. faking it. <laughs> so he won't be able to play next week then? That's, yeah, that's the, that's the rule now, yeah. yeah. Oh, have they made that the official rule? You Isn't it? If yeah. You go well, off. no, it's, it's 10 days. Ten da- yeah. Ah, Yeah, good. so he's, he's cooked for next week. Ugh. Uh, Sweet. For whoever they're playing. But I don't think the Dockers or GWS are going to bother September much. I th- yeah, it doesn't – see, as I said, they're cooked. It's not just me, Josh. <laughs> it's all the others. <laughs> Do you guys have any other business? Uh, uh, no, I think uh, I think that's it for me. Let's. I'm just going to quickly check, see if there's any breaking news on the uh, – All right. I mean, well, there's the COVID outbreak, of course. We're going to – that might may well affect the footy this weekend. Yeah. Um, Josh, you would plug your festival show while Lemo's right, just so Googling I'm things. I'm doing a show with Ben Lomas called Apparently at the Imperial Hotel starting the 6th going to the 18th, 9.30. So it's uh, two of us, 25 minutes each, and a bit of, bit of banter at the end where we answer your questions, any questions you've got about parenting. Okay. We're going to do a little mini 10-minute podcast at the end. All right. Oh, Actually, yeah, nice. I'll ask you this, uh, uh, Josh. With the, um, with my son was with me and it's the first time he's, he's won a game. How – Oh, you said your kids aren't into footy. So this, he's like, it was so tense. And you're yeah. so tense to the footy and your son's there. And, you know, he's sick. So he's saying inane things like, oh, that was close. And you just want to be like, shut up. Yeah. How do you, you know, I was able to just bite my tongue and go, yeah, you're right, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once when we lost the final last year to St Kilda, I was very, you know, I had the tanty pants on. And apparently my son went in to my wife and went, dad's really angry. Doesn't he know it doesn't really matter? Uh, <laughs> like, well. I, th- I think your kid's wise. I th- hang on to him. Like, yeah, I, I think hate he's, that. Yeah. Why is he smarter than me? <laughs> no, we know why. If I got a if I got a parenting question, uh, hey, well, I went to a, a, a primary school tour the other day because my yeah. son's in kinders. That goes into does primary no, school. Lemo's career's not doing too well. He's just like looking for gigs. To yeah, tour. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll stop I you there. Whatever's the closest one. That's the that's the one your kid goes to. Whatever school's the closest, take him there. Okay. <laughs> No, they said what well, they said. Have you got any questions? And I went, mm, no. Nah. 
Oh, yeah. Actually, anyway. that happened to me at the principal. I, don't know, I, don't I just had no idea what questions. I said, no, nah, yeah. I just don't have any questions. I asked, uh, what, what, what do you get at lunch orders? Yeah. <laughs> and they said, we don't have lunch orders. I'm like, oh, this school is terrible. So yeah. I, say, I say that whatever one's the closest, yes. that's the one. Not only because it's more convenient, but then you get to walk them there and it's that nice time walking them to school, then walking them back and you might get – because they'll get to an age where they don't want to tell you anything about school. So on that walk, they've got to, they've got to talk. They've yeah. got no choice. Yeah. Yes. You've got boys I've and got boys. I remember in that book, Raising Boys, they say always communicate with your son horizontally so you're both doing an activity, something like fishing or driving oh, okay. or doing the dishes because then they're not mm. looking directly at you, they'll open up more. That's, huh. a, that's a man thing. Men yeah. communicate shoulder to shoulder. Yep. Women communicate face to face. Yeah, That's why yeah. we talk watching the footy. At the yeah. urinal. That's why, yeah, yeah, that's why. We, men have to be doing something. Like, we can't just catch up to see each other because that's weird. Yeah. So we, we have to be doing an activity. I don't want to see your faces. Uh, and yeah. uh, my festival show as well uh, oh, yeah. for wraps up Easter oh, Sunday. And our fest, our live podcast at, oh, yeah. at the Comics Lounge, uh, Anzac Day, we're doing a live commentary. Uh, tickets have started selling. No, but we're not, no, we're not doing a live commentary, but we'll have it playing. Well, as a, whatever's that, the leak, Tess. <laughs> oh, hey, shout out to Tess Armstrong who was texting me during the last quarter of the Bulldogs game telling me how many minutes were left, which was very much appreciated. If your friend is at a close game, text them how long to go, or at least if it's me, because I really liked that. Uh, Limo, close us off with the great headlines. Oh, yes. So these are the, uh, Josh, I've been become a little distracted by the Herald Sun over the weekends. So these are the headlines from the weekend. Uh the sub-editors are having a blinder. So uh, Melbourne have, have won two games in a row. Yep. And it's now round two, which led to the headline R2, D2. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then this is an AFLW game, talking about the good skills in the AFLW. Players licensed to skill. <laughs> uh, it's patronising. Carlton have started the year zero and two again, which led to the headline Deja Blue. Oh, good, good. All right, yep. nice. Uh I don't know which player exactly this is, but the headline was Dyson. Oh, they're right. This is Dyson Heppel because he's out injured. Dyson will suck it up. Oh, great. Nice. Uh, Grumpy Cats Home. (laughs) Uh, Scott Free Cats. Was Grumpy Cats Home about, like, Chris Scott coming back home? Is that what it was? Uh it was, and then Probably. Geelong. Ho- you're asking Geelong him to read five. Ho- yeah, you're asking to read it. I'm not reading. I'm That's not, not read his. Yeah. At, he's he's an old man. He I'm can't. a headline guy. <laughs> uh, Scott Free Cats. Uh, a big issues to Ruckman up Pitnet and Grundy up against each other, and then I put in a cricket one as well for the uh, Australian uh, women's cricket. What's her? No, her surname is Divine, but anyway, Divine Intervention. Right. Right. And I've got one from a few of you guys. Axed. Uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, thank you, Josh Earl. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Danny McGinley. Go, dogs. And go, Hawks. <laughs>